Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, grant us grace so to contemplate the passion of our Lord, that we may find therein forgiveness for our sins. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. It has been called the greatest story ever told, and who can argue with that? We are reminded of it, if we need a reminder, each year when we hear the reading of the Passion narrative. No, that's not quite right. We do more than hear it. We take part in it. Most churches, it seems, at least most liturgical churches, read these great gospel chapters as a drama in which everyone participates, as we have just done. It offers a rather different sense of the story than just hearing a single voice read the long narrative. For a good many years, I spent a week at camp every summer with a bunch of junior high students from our church. A long-standing tradition at this camp was Thursday night's Way of the Cross. It was a dramatized reenactment of the story of Christ's passion and crucifixion. Like many such productions, it sort of conflated the four gospel accounts, taking portions from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and weaving them together in a single narrative. So, for example, it included all seven of the words from the cross, even though not one of the Gospels tells us all seven. It included characters like Simon of Cyrene, the man enlisted to carry Jesus' cross, an episode that's told by Matthew, Mark, and Luke, though it was not in our reading this afternoon from John. The way of the cross began around the campfire, where the campers were given some instruction and preparation for what was about to happen, and then the drama began to unfold in the dark forest of the Santa Cruz Mountains. The camp counselors, all of them college students, played most of the roles in the drama. Occasionally, one of the clergy present was given a part. I remember playing Pontius Pilate one year. But for the most part, our task was just to shepherd the campers from one location to another along this improvised Via Dolorosa. One year, I was standing with the campers, waiting and watching as we heard the Roman soldiers pushing Jesus along the road toward us, headed for the site of the crucifixion. Just as they arrived in front of us, Jesus stumbled. The Roman soldier, well played by a burly young counselor, glared into the crowd, trying to find his colleague who had been cast as Simon of Cyrene. For whatever reason, he couldn't spot him amid the sea of rapt young adolescent faces. And the next thing I knew, he was grabbing me pulling me out of the crowd, shoving me into the center of things, ordering me to take up the cross and carry it the rest of the way to Golgotha. Later that night, the young man who had played the soldier sought me out and apologized for roughing me up a bit. 
when he couldn't spot the real Simon of Cyrene, he said he had to make a quick decision and grab someone else that he thought could take it. I told him, oh, it was fine. I, I certainly wasn't as athletic as the college student, but I didn't suffer any serious damage from his roughing me up or from dragging that fairly heavy cross the last 50 yards or so to Golgotha. And besides, the kids from my church all thought it was cool, so it was fun. <laughs> but as I reflected on it later, in another sense, it really wasn't fine at all. It was shocking. It was disturbing, not, not physically, but spiritually. It brought home to me in an extraordinary way the truth that in this passion drama, we all play a leading role. Today in our reading, you all were just extras. You were the crowd, the police, just a few lines, not even a credit on the screen. But the unsettling truth is that you are. And I am right at the heart of this drama. We are not extras. We are not mere bystanders. This story we have heard, the story we hear every Good Friday, this story that hovers around us every other day of the year as well, this story is about us. Now, of course, any tale of an innocent man put to a cruel death, that's a, a tale that can evoke pity and regret and sorrow and add to this outrage when that innocent man is put to death, even while the very guilty Barabbas is set free. But in this story, the greatest story ever told, there's an added dimension, a dreadful dimension, we know who is guilty. It isn't Jesus. It isn't Barabbas. It isn't the cruel guards. It isn't the vacillating Pilate or the treacherous priests or the cowardly disciples or the treasonous Judas. It is us. We confessed that this afternoon right up front in our opening hymn. Who was the guilty? Who brought this upon thee? Alas, my treason, Jesus hath undone thee. Twas I, Lord Jesus, I it was denied thee. I crucified thee. And we heard it reaffirmed by the prophet Isaiah. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. He was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. No, there's no escaping it, my friends. You and I are right in the middle of it. Really, in the end, this story is about us. It's about you. It's about me. It's our story. Richard John Newhouse tells about a comment made to him once 
by a well-educated, successful businesswoman, I think I'm almost ready to be a Christian, she said. I have no doubts about God. The idea of the sacraments, communion, forgiveness, the meaning of marriage, all of that, makes sense to me, although I'm not sure I understand them. I completely agree with the church's moral teaching. I'm a little embarrassed to say it, but my problem is with the cross. Why Jesus had to die. This whole business about sacrifice and blood, I just don't get it. I suppose that's a pretty big problem, isn't it? Yes, a pretty big problem. But one that she shares with many modern people, some days I share it too, and so perhaps do you. Our problem is the cross. We don't get it. Why did Jesus have to die? And again, the answer is us, because this passion drama is our story. He died for us, for our sins for our sake and for our salvation, as the creed has it. And again, we are right in the middle of it. Theologians have struggled for 2,000 years trying to make sense of this. How does Jesus' death work for us exactly? How does it take away the sins of the world? How is it even possible that Jesus bears our sins? And there's a time and a place for that very deep and complicated discussion, but this, this isn't it. Today, as we come to the foot of the cross, as we recognize that we are in the middle of this story, that this story is our story, we can only kneel in wonder and gratitude for this mystery that we cannot understand. And perhaps in the end, it's only the poets and the artists and the musicians who can help us do this. They give us these words. Therefore, kind Jesus, since I cannot pay thee, I do adore thee and will ever pray thee. Think on thy pity and thy love unswerving, not my deserving. Or words like this. What language shall I borrow to thank thee, dearest friend, for this thy dying sorrow, thy pity without end? Oh, make me thine forever, and should I fainting be, Lord, let me never, never outlive my love for thee. <clears throat> or they give us these words. Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. we tremble. We don't understand how it all works, what it all means. All we understand is that
that we are sinners, that we are broken, and that somehow in the mysterious working of God, it is in the cross that we are made whole. And the cross indeed seems a strange and terrifying thing, foolish to some, St. Paul tells us, scandalous to others, but to us, life itself. 16th century reformer Martin Luther once put it this way, the very picture of grace is Christ on the cross. 17th century Anglican poet Samuel Crossman told poetically the whole passion story, this story that is really our story, yours and mine, and then he concluded like this. Here might I stay and sing No story so divine Never was love, dear king Never was grief like thine This is my friend In whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.